Welcome to episode 386 of the Doctor Today, the Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and I'm here with my wife, Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode one of The Destiny of the Daleks. Yes, since they're, they left the Black Guardian and fit the randomizer, the, uh, the Doctor and Romana and K-9 are in the TARDIS. The Doctor has removed K-9's brain and is uh, working on trying to find out what's wrong with him. And he tells him to cough. And so K-9 does and says, ah, and then you hear it from this device of the brain that he's holding. But the doctor determines that K-9 somehow has computer laryngitis. Then he calls out to Romana as he continues working and then he looks up and says, oh, it's nice to see you, but you're not Romana, it's Princess Astra, he sees. And she says, I'm regenerating, do you like it? She says, well, only a Time Lord can regenerate Astra, and so she says, no, Romana, I'm regenerating, how do you like it? Because you just can't be, you know, pick this person, and says, why, are you going back to Atrios? No, well then, I'd rather thought it looked nice on Princess Astra. And he tells her to change. So we go through a series of bodies in different costumes before he says, well, get some, try something with a bit of style. And so um, he comes out in his exact dress and says, oh, you didn't know you had so much style. And he takes off her hat and she's back as Princess Astra just in his his clothing. He says, okay, suit yourself. But you probably should get changed out of those ridiculous clothes because we'll be landing soon. The randomizer will have picked our, our location. So he goes to check and they start to materialize. And it's a highly irradiated planet. So he gives her some anti-radiation medicine, and they land and look out, and it's very rocky and not very welcoming looking outside. They step out, and Doctor says that he feels that he's been there before. So they, um, the Doctor had also said there was a high seismic activity on the planet as well, and... They look around at the rocks on the ground and types and there. There's city wall that has partially been destroyed and say, well, maybe it was the tremors that you had mentioned that caused this type of destruction. And as they're looking around some more in the ruins, another tremor starts and it's like jiggling the rocks and sand at their feet and they run for cover. They also hear someone coming and so they hide in kind of a cave area and watch as several people in different colored clothing are uh, walking, holding a beer, and um, it seems to be a funeral procession. They lay the board down and move the body and start covering the body with the broken stones that are around on the and then they leave. The doctor wants to get a closer look, so Romana keeps watch, and the doctor 
and covers the face and finds a badge and, and cleans it off and then goes to tell Amano that he's found that this um, person has, was from the planet Katra and seemed to be a pilot of some sort and he said, Katra is a tropical planet and would, must, must be far, far away from where they think they might be or in some, I'm not sure why he thinks that and they say, well, what would a you know, Katrin pilot be doing here? Dr. Lamana then see a spaceship flying and coming closer. And so they, um, they follow and watch it land. The ship then, the lower half of the ship starts to spin like a slow drill. And it burrows itself top the bottom half of itself into the ground. The panel opens and Dr. Namana say, the doctors will I might as well go down and welcome them. Um, so as they partly walk, partly slide down the hill towards the ship, different explosions start going off around them as if someone's shooting at them, but they can't really tell from what, where any of this is coming from. So they run off a different direction and take cover um, and run inside of a building. Uh, the doctor again says something about the explosions and they can't tell where they're coming from. So he says, oh, it must be an underground drill of some kind. And they're also using explosive charges to help with the drilling. Uh, another tremor comes and a large pillar falls and falls and partly crushes, falls on the doctor, and he's pinned. Romana can't shift it, so he says, well, canine could if he were not in pieces. So she says, um, but she will go back to the TARDIS and finish him and bring canine back to help. So the doctor pulls from one of his numerous pockets a book and starts reading Origins of the Universe. So as Romana is rushing back to the TARDIS, she is followed by um, a man who keeps behind her, watching. Um, she makes it almost back to the TARDIS before the explosions and tremors start again, and she has to stop because the rocks are flying and being blown everywhere. Um, man is following, still behind her, watching. Um, she gets to the TARDIS and finds that the, when the smoke is clear, the dust is settled, the rocks have covered the entrance to the TARDIS. So she starts walking back. Dr. Reading looks up and finds that there's a group of people in all white uniforms with silver and silver hair and they're pointing a gun at him. Romana returns and finds the book on the floor, but the doctor is gone. She looks around and um, she encounters a man who's been following her. And she's startled by him and afraid of him and backs away as he advances, still without saying anything. Um, and falls down a shaft, slides down a metal shaft. Man 
picks up a heavy rope from off of his shoulder as um, the doctor has been taken aboard the ship that they saw land. Um, we will learn that the people he's with are called the Movellans. And he's wandering around while their crew are just at their stations doing their jobs and, and nobody's really paying him much attention even though they're conceivably they've brought him to their ship. And finally the doctor pesters someone enough so that they start talking to him and he says he asks what they're doing there and you know, where are they? And they one of them gives a coordinates for the planet says, Well, I am old fashioned, I like names and the the crew person says, Well, we had to make an emergency landing as you as you can see, we wouldn't you know, choose to come here, but I believe it's called Scaro. The doctor is fairly alarmed by this. He says, why would you want to come here? So Ramana awakens from her fall. She um, starts to walk around and look around and she hears a mechanical noise and is exploring and examining the black glassy wall which she listens to and hears something behind, but she's not really sure what it is. The The man who had been stalking her has uh, taken his rope and wrapped it around a pillar to and hooked it around, um, seeing that that is going to help her for some way. But before this happens, um, Ramana steps back from the wall just in time because Daleks smash through the wall and tell her, do not move, do not move. And they're threatening Ramana. And we end. Like usual, it's a Dalek story and it's written by Terry Nation. Yeah. As you can tell. <laughs> what I said is like, if they wanted to kind of keep the Dalek thing as kind of be a surprise, then don't call it Destiny of the Daleks. You know, early on, they, they didn't call the Dalek episodes with Dalek in the title. You know, the chase didn't say Dalek. Right. Planet of whatever. Planet of evil. Another one. Oh, well, the second one did. Dalek invasion of Earth, but Oh, um, had the, it seems anymore they have a kind of a change period where when the doctor regenerated this last time, he came out in several different ep uh, outfits out of the TARDIS and tried this and that and it was ridiculous wear just for the humor factor. And so they have a way of doing it with Ramana instead of just trying on different outfits. She's trying on different people in different outfits and different sizes and shapes of, of women. Um, he's, she's deciding on regenerating them too. So, um, eh, it's kind of, it's alright. It's kind of silly actually. Yeah. Um, I think it was enough that she was able to decide what she wanted to look like. 
without them having to also give her this ability to try on bodies. Yeah, that's kind of a disturbing thing. I mean, not that they're real people. It's just a projection image, I guess. She's not taking over a person. No, so. no, no, no. She's just assuming their shape. But it's kind of strange. Um, and then he comes out dressed in the doctor's gear. It's, um, I think it's funny that what she ends up wearing when they land is a uh, kind of a long pink type frock coat, which has similar lapels and everything to the doctor's um, tweed one, and then a really, really long white scarf or beige scarf that's been dra draped around her neck a few times. And it's really long on the sides. Mm -hmm. so. I'm not a big fan of them dressing alike. They could have kind done of, something different. Yeah, kind of an odd choice. And she's been a bit concerned. Uh, they've they've shown with what she dresses when she she knows when they're where they're going and that type of thing or when they're going. Um, but in you know in this case it, it is kind of silly to have her dress like him. <coughs> John Leeson has left the show, so there's very little of Canine's voice, and maybe that's why it's laryngitis, huh? Yeah, probably. <laughs> at least part of it. There's again that clearing of the throat, coughing, which a computer would not need to do, which we, they carry on a bit about, which is kind of silly as well. And, oh, go ahead. Something else interesting about this episode <laughs> is that they, this one and the two that follow it, they actually filmed in reverse order. Oh. I am assuming that, it, like what will later happen with Peter Davison, it was done to give her time to get familiar with the character. So that well, by the time she records her first appearance, she'll be... Uh, well versed in the character, kind of used settled, to it. Natural, Set, yeah, settled. Huh. And it with Peter Davison's. It was kind of obvious that they had done something mm. because his. Yeah, I take that back. Do you think these will be? Obvious. Mm, I don't remember. Okay. But I don't think so. Mm. Maybe a little, but within the normal variations of a character, I think. Mm. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I have not seen this. I think I would have remembered the Romana regeneration thing. Silly as it is, I think I would have remembered that. But I'm pretty sure I've not seen this. This one. Right. Yeah, once you see that stupid regeneration scene, you never go back. <laughs> and uh, surprise, surprise, we're in a quarry for filming. Mm hmm. 
and then a sand pit something farther different different place um, funny it, it seemed to be a jabalite quarry hmm. yeah <laughs> all the rocks pretty much were made of a jabalite yeah but their sound effects it sounded like they were like it sounded like porcelain being you know clinked together actually mm. not just rock or marble maybe they were trying to make it seem like they were marble slabs they were layering on top of this body this Katrin pilot but uh, yeah there was a little over the top and then one point it's one of them starts to fall away because of course it's styrofoam it's got no weight to it so they have to put it back in place <laughs> so terrible could you not have like maybe one or two real rocks really apparently not wouldn't have hurt that much to have it, you know, put... There's probably nobody under it at that point, so... Anyway. It's been a, quite a while since I think we had any prop that bad. A little while. Yeah, it's been a while. A few times was it not, not really bad. Androids and Avatar one where their their gilt goblets hit the floor and you got that unmistakable clatter of plastic. Uh, that one's pretty bad. Mm -hmm. But this was bad vision and bad sound. So. But once you get past the silliness, um, which is a little hard to do, I admit, there is a bit of an intriguing story, you know, who are these people who are burying this person, and then now there's this other group of people that took the doctor away, well, villains, someone's following Romana, and then we see Daleks, so quite, um, character-packed for a short first episode. Mm-hmm. And the Movellans, I have to say, look quite disco-y. Like a bright white like pantsuit type uniform with some silver edging. And their hair headdress, because it's hard looks to call like it hair. Macrame beading. Yeah, it, it looked like Bo Derek's beading, mm. but mm -hmm. all, in, all in silver with little black beads at the end. That or a mop. A silver mop, though. They could have taken a mop spray painted it silver. Because they kind of had that maybe a little thicker than a normal rag mop, um, string mop. But very. I, I almost. It would not be out of character for the ship to have a big disco ball in the middle of the, the bridge area, you know? Mm hmm. <laughs> That's how they looked to me. <clears throat> and is it, uh, I'm intrigued enough to know about uh, the fact that they landed on the skyline. By the way, did they call them Movellans in the episode? No, they didn't. That's what I thought. 
definitely. I said we will learn that they're the Movellans, but they have another mission to it. I'm just trying to differentiate the groups that we will come to know anyway. We don't know who, they, I don't think it mentions who the people were who had the, the body to bury yet, except that we learned that one of them was a pirate from um, Catra. This group maybe to end up like the last group we've met. Who knows? What do you mean? Well, the Katrin was uh, they were burying a pirate of theirs. We learn that it's not their native planet because we're on Scaro at the moment. So why did they come there? And what ended up? What happened to them? Now these new people have arrived, and what will happen with them? really have a lot that was not exactly boring but not exactly a great episode mm -mm. mediocre is probably the best way I can explain it yeah and there's no surprise that Romano's not able to get the canine back working no they fell on the old trope of Blocking the door to the TARDIS so some, nobody can get in or out. Mm -hmm. But seriously, canine can't run over that rocky ground anyway. Mm -mm. So it's just like the, the swamp at the, on, in the Tower of Kroll. He got marooned there for some other reason, but it was because there was no way that it could have, be a part of the episode. Um, didn't expect her to be able to come back with him anyway but so it was not it was not and then it was not surprising that the rocks covered the entrance so they were stuck inside really canine yeah mm. like you said he was pretty much stuck inside anyway yeah but now they're also stuck outside so I guess that's really Plus, she needs to repair him. So he, yeah. he wasn't going anywhere anyway. Right. Do you want to mention the book the Doctor's reading? We can. It's called Origin of the Universe, and it's by... Um, ooh, ooh, what was his name? Didn't catch the name. Ulan Kolofid or something like that. Yeah. Which is a fictional author in the Hitchhiker's Guide books. The writer of those books, Douglas Adams, is sort of uncredited script editor, I think, on this one. Yeah. Is it this season? I think right, one? pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so. And this is a new season. Start mm -hmm. with a new season. Yeah. I thought that's what he said. That the key time was a, a whole season in mm -hmm. itself. Oh, actually, he was credited script editor. Oh. I think he did fairly massive rewrites on it, though. 
It feels funny for them not to have Oolong Kalufid. Oh. Which is the name of the writer. It feels funny for them not to have a, a mission or a purpose to their landing or what they're going to do, you know. Got so used to it with Kiwi Time being mm. their overarching mission that that's what they were on the planets to do was to find the segments. Right. And now we, you know, one, they don't even know where they're going because of the randomizer to escape, escape the Black Guardian, not be traced by the Black Guardian. But they also have no reason to be there. Right. So we, we don't know of any reason for them to be there. I don't know if that's good or bad, you know. Don't ask me. Just have to see how it plays out. Yep. It seemed very short. I mean. Yeah, I think it just sort of plowed through everything. Yeah. I almost expected it the way things were going. I almost expected them to stop and have the cliff art cliffhanger be that the TARDIS was covered and inaccessible. Yeah, that was only about 17 minutes in, though. I know, it was like, mm. But then not a whole lot happened after that, actually, so. Thought maybe the opening bit took longer than I, than it seemed to. Mm. But, anyway. So, I don't think I have anything else. So, cliffhanger? Mm. The Daleks break through the wall. Yeah, like that was a big surprise. Mm. We've already learned they're on Scarrow, so. And if we paid attention, we know they're we in the We learned they were on Scarrow? Huh? How did we learn they were on Scarrow? Because the doctor asked the, the Movellans who have them where, where they are. Oh. I missed that. He says that they, they've crash landed. And he says, well, where exactly? I'd like to know where I am. And gives him coordinates first. And he says, I'd like a name. He says, well, I believe they call it Scarrow. And the doctor says, well, why would you want to land here? I was probably too busy trying to read the stinking liner production notes, which were taking forever. Just to change? No, it was, they were going by too fast, I mean. Oh. It was really hard to follow. Oh. And sometimes I'll look up and I'll write some more. I'll look up say, okay, that was the same sentence that was there before. Yeah. And they, they don't change. That oh. almost never happened. Oh. In this one. So, yeah, it's not a surprise to see Daleks, of course, but... There's a question of... You know, what they're doing there, what they're going to, you know, the threat to Rumana. Because after all, we don't think that she's ever seen one or knows what a Dalek is. Right. Not that we know. There hasn't been a, hasn't been another Time Lord with the Doctor when we've encountered them before. Is there? Not that I can think of. Besides Susan. Well, yeah. She doesn't really count. We don't know if she was technically a Time Lord no. or not. No. 
she was scouting for Ann, but as far as we know. Mm-hmm. So that will be um, a mission to find that out. How she reacts to it. Mm-hmm. My guess is that the uh, man who's following her I think the notes said his name was Tithon. Something like that. Tithon. Tithon. Double S, so I'm guessing Tithon. Has uh, looped the rope around one of the pillars that he's going to lower the rope down to her and help her out. So that's my prediction of how she gets out of it. I suspect that it is a case where he was following her to try and save her from radiation poisoning. Like happened in the very, very first episode and one of the later ones, I think, too. Because he seems to want to call back to that all the time. Hmm. Just a guess. Did you think it was very different? Episode? Uh, cliffhanger? Oh. Um, or both? fine. I, I think they thought it was going to be a bigger surprise than it was. They seem to forget that you know, they put the Dalek's name in the titles. <laughs> so it kind of takes away the surprise. Yeah. Well, yeah, they wait till the last, one of the last scenes to tell them what, to say what planet they're on. So it seems like they were trying to keep a little bit of a secret. Yeah, but why? Too bad they, yeah, too bad they didn't do a better job of it. May have been a little more effective to end that way. Probably would have, actually. If they'd kept it somewhat of a secret. Yeah. Is that it? Yep. Alright. Join us tomorrow when we talk about episode two of Destiny of the Daleks. So join us then and thank you for listening.